Hey, it's me, Nick Cole, and welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. And this is something that I'm fooling around with, uh, trying to understand as I do Substack. And it's a place where I'm going to get coffee in the afternoon and have a short conversation with my sidekick, Single White Medusa. Would you like to say hi, Single White Medusa? Hey there, everyone. Excited to be here for podcast number one. She and I like to talk about culture, and we like to talk about coffee, and we like to talk about politics, and we like to talk about books, and generally we just talk about interesting things. People who know me have a pretty good idea who Single White Medusa is and uh, what her shtick is in life. She's a fun, exciting, interesting, happy person who is always doing deep dives on really fascinating, interesting subjects. I think lately you've been kind of concerned with the vaccine, right? Yeah, I think vaccines, vaccine passports. Um, I don't know. I have another couple topics. Um, that's That's been a lot of the main stuff, though, for sure. Yeah. And... What do you what do you find fascinating about doing sort of those deep dives? Like, what's interesting about that to you? Um, I mean, if it's a subject that's really grabbed my interest, it's just sort of like a treasure hunt. Like, you get all the information from that one article or podcast or whatever, and then a lot of times they've mentioned a source in there. And then you're like, oh, well, let me go check out that source. And then you go check out that source and you get more good information. And that source has mentioned a couple other things that are their source, you know. And so it's just kind of like good research, really, I think. But when it's something you're interested in, it's fun. It's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. And like I've talked to you about that before. Like your big thing is you like to know. Mm-hmm. Like you want to know the truth. You Even like if to. It's bad. You know. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> when you were in seventh score. and eighth grade, you were the you were the queen bee. You wanted to know all the gossip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you you like to know things. You I don't do. like and you like to know that like the 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 compare and contrast between you and I is that I like to make things up. Yeah, like that's I'm true. a storyteller, but you you kind of want to know the truth and when I write my novels or I work on things, a lot of the times I'll talk about those things with you and you'll research subjects for me like right on the fly or you'll give me some thoughts or you'll go away and then you come back and you're like, hey, that thing we talked about, um, this is actually how you do it. So so knowing is a big thing for you. Why Why mm-hmm. is that? Well, I mean, like, especially right now in the world, like, you, it's almost feels like really difficult to even know the truth of what's going on in the world these days because there's so much silencing and canceling and subverting of information. And, you know, if you're not saying the narrative that we want, you know, no one can hear what you have to say. And like, so I don't know, like, I just want to know the real score, the real truth, because then I can navigate, like, I need to know what's going on, even if it's bad. So I know how to proceed, but I don't want to be living in some fantasy land. That's not the truth. You know, it's funny. I remember somebody, when you worked on wall street, somebody actually kind of picked this up about you and thought you would make a good sort of researcher and analyst. Yeah, that's true. I think they were talking with me about like, you know, I, getting promoted to doing that. And it was interesting to me 
but I mean, now that I think about it, that particular subject is not super interesting to me. <laughs> so I don't like, I do have to be interested in the subject or it's tedious to yeah. me, but, um, and at the time you were interested in opera, I were... was interested in opera. Um, yeah. so I was looking at it as like, well, maybe I can make more money for more yeah. voice lessons. <laughs> the funny thing about you is like, whenever someone tries to get you interested in a subject, like I can literally read in your <laughs> eyes, like boring. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want you just check out, you yeah. know, like, but I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk to like a fence post. I'll talk to a guy about how they dox cows tails. Like I just <laughs> like talking to people. And when I mean by talking, I like listening to what they have to say and kind of, um, because I'm, I'm kind of a vampire, like in a real, in a, in a metaphorical sense, real sense too. Uh, but you know, um, I, I suck the stories out of people. And then you always yeah. say like, like someone will tell us something really interesting and like Nicole will be like, that's going to be in a book. I'm like, mm -hmm. you betcha. You know, like a guy we were just talking to today, a U.S. Army Ranger who's a real stud, and he just made this one comment, like, as we drove away, I'm like, oh, that's that's going in a book. That mm -hmm. thing's going in a book. So I think that's that's the blend of what we'll be doing here is, like, what you'll get from Nicole. I've never seen somebody, like, if, if you give her a lie or you give her bullshit, mm. um, you can physically watch her react with pain. Like you're dead to me. Yeah. But like, but also you do the Asperger's thing. Oh, where that's you true. Like, My you, head tilts and I'm like, oh. head tilts and she yeah. taps her forehead and she stims basically. So, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, like, like she's so beautiful, but you know, she still has, you're, you're very, your spectrum I'm kind like, of a yeah, little, I think you're I'm a little, a little, little on the spec. Yeah. So, and you're nervous around people, oh, which yeah. doesn't come off, but oh, you yeah. present so well. Well, I mean, I, that, that was like a skill that I learned. I had to learn it to, for opera, you know, you yeah. have to look, um, not scared up there. You have to and look I, poised and confident. And yeah. Stuff, so. And I'm the opposite. I could be comfortable pants off <laughs> totally. naked in front of a firing <laughs> squad. And I'm still just going to have a groovy time because I just not really not really nothing bothered embarrasses but nothing you. embarrasses yeah. me much the thing i think uh, we'll just talk about as we kind of get this podcast going a little bit is the difference between good ideas and bad intentions and bad ideas and bad intentions and like i think we've been looking at the culture we've been looking at it since january 6th since the election, and I know you just like you, that didn't add up. Well, for I you. think you so said you just it started to stim. wrong. I think you meant yeah. bad ideas with good intentions, right? Or bad ideas with bad intentions. Yeah, I think you said it opposite, but that's okay. But what I'm what what am I trying to say? Well, I think we were like, trying to figure out with what's going on in the world. Like, can we get political specific? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. like Democrats right now. I mean, some of their ideas are so crazy bad. That us and many other people, even that we listen to on podcasts, have been questioning, like, are they just stupid? Like, do they really think these are good ideas and they're just wrong because they're bad ideas? Or do they know they're bad ideas and they're doing it on purpose because they want to break the country for their own ends, their and, own plans? And your conclusion was what? They know they're bad ideas and they want to break the country. Yeah. I've, I, so it's, I've it's not just it, honestly like... like wow. You know, we think defunding the police would be a great idea. It mm -hmm. would make everything better. We think, you know, giving people free money and having people not go back to work. And now, you know, we'll talk to friends of ours who run businesses and they're like, I can't get any employees in here. It's like it, you would almost say like, you know, is is the Democrat Party just suffering from a case of stupid Scott? You know, like the kid who just 
isn't that smart. You know, like great intentions, good try, Scott, but you're just not that smart. Or is it sort of a willfully malignant, malicious evil that, that sees like, um, you know, can you give them a, a little bit of benefit of the doubt? Can you say like, okay, if you want it, like, like steak, if you want a steak, a cow's got to die. Mm-hmm. So the cow might say, oh my gosh, you're being really mean to cows. You're being really mean to me, in fact, to get that steak. But when you present that steak to your family, it's all cooked and good. They're like, oh, you are so wonderful. You cooked us this meal. Mm-hmm. You killed this meat. You know, this, this, this makes you a saint, whereas the cow thinks you're a murderer. Could you go as far as saying that they think um, that killing the cow that is the United States, that is constitution, that is freedom in America, even though it's, it's rough, it's bad, that there is a greater good on the other side of it. There is a steak dinner and a baked potato, a little cream cheese and maybe some chives on the other side of it. I think a little bit, but that steak dinner is only for them. So I think it's clear that their motives are completely selfish. Like that's really what I'm seeing. So do they think it's going to be better on the other side? Yeah, but just for them, because I think we're seeing they don't like, I think we sometimes wondered like, well, do they want to break the country so they can create a new utopia that's great for everyone? And that's what they, I think that's what they would tell you. But I think we see from their actions, they don't care about anyone else. If it's bad for everyone else, as long as it's good for them. And I think that's what we're seeing. So I think they will get a steak dinner. Right. But you will get fake meat. You will get maybe well, if you're I, lucky if they don't. I think that you're the dinner. Sure. You know, if we're looking at wealth redistribution, if we're looking at you, you get to work and you get to pay taxes and some people are going to get taxes. And now there really is this cry, you know, like this just straight out of left field cry for reparations. Like that's just a given. And it's like, we haven't even advanced to that. And you haven't done the work to justify that you need that. None of you deserve reparations and none of you deserve reparations on the back of your. So it's, it's, it's really like, I think I do. I think when I started the question that I just asked, I would have like giving them the benefit of the doubt. I would have told you, no, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt. And if there's a way to actually even be harder on that answer, I think, listening to you, which is what I do, listen uh-huh. to people that, yeah, I'm even more concerned. Like, no, I, I'm actually the cow in this equation. Sure. And as the cow, I'm kind of like, I'm not cool with ending up the steak dinner. No. You know? No and so, so I think it is willful, sort of a malicious, malignant evil. Uh-huh. I don't even know that I would go so far as to give them the greater good of like, well, they're providing for their tribe. They're providing for their family. I, I think we do see, um, we've never seen in such an ex exponentially, you know, sort of geometric increase in wealth. And you would think that that would satisfy sort of the, the tyranny that cares, the tech, technocrats. But what it's actually made them do is it's made them more cognizant of how little is left over and it's convinced them that they want it all. And so a lot of the things that you've been researching lately are getting into some sort of dark creepy areas where we get into talk about eugenics and we talk, get into talk about population control. And like in the past, all of these things were always reserved for the crazy tinfoil hat guy. And no one would really do that and everything like that. But then when you do see the amount of people like Bill Gates and like Epstein and people who were involved with genetics and you see the vaccination problems that have gone on in India and Africa and things like that, Mm -hmm. 
And you see that they're always telling you the truth up front. Well, we really need to control the population. There's really a problem with humanity. You know, like when they talk about climate change or they talk about meat or they talk about the use of anything, what they're not saying that those things are bad and inherent of themselves. Meat is not bad and inherent of itself. Neither is petroleum or anything like that. What's bad is that you use it. Mm -hmm. And so how have they not cut to the chase and spoiler they have. Mm -hmm. They have cut to the chase. The chase is you're the problem. Yeah. And they want to get rid of to you. And 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 I get it. Your mind arrives at that point where you're like, oh no, no one could be that batshit crazy. Well, whenever anyone thinks, oh no, no one could ever be that evil, just think of Hitler. That wasn't even that long ago. Because I I once in a while, like there have been other things which I haven't researched enough to know if they're legit, but they're crazy. <laughs> We'll get on those later when I can maybe get some more proof. But there are certain things I've been coming across lately that are not totally where I can find proof yet. But I'm like, no, no one could be that evil. And then I say, wait, Hitler. Yeah. Look what he did. And you remind yourself, like, and it's not just him, but, you know, other evil dictators like him, like, that have done horrible atrocities. And you're like, if they could do it. And, you know, all the people that worked for them and were complicit, then, yeah. And you better wrap your head around it and proceed, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I think one time you said something really interesting, and we were talking about the election, and we were kind of, like, parsing out our heads, like, well, would they really Would they really do that? Would they really, you know, flip the numbers? And, I, and you said a really brilliant thing to me. You said, well, they had the ability to. And then I think I kind of completed the sentence, and I'm like... And if someone has the ability to do something, then they're probably going to do it, especially when you're a side that's not governed by any kind of morals, even mm -hmm. though like and this is the big tale. This is the big giveaway. This party is, you know, assuming some sort of moral high ground right now about imaginary issues like trans rights or BLM or things like that. There is no systematic systemic racism in America, meaning codified racism in the laws. Yeah, people are racist They're you know, like. Uh, and, and I would just say this, probably white people are some of the least racist people I've met, uh -huh. but there is no systemic racism, but yet this party is assuming a moral high ground. And you're like, based on what morals do you have? You don't have any morals. And you're telling us that, that, that you do have the moral authority to do this. So it, it, it's, it, it's things that are concerning like that, that I think are beginning to make me wonder if you could do it and you can do it, if you could wipe out the population, you know, and yeah, this is the crazy part where you get into a vaccine, but that's, that's been some of your deep dives. There mm -hmm. are people having problems with the vaccine. Oh yeah. There, yeah. there are legitimate actual mm -hmm. scientists doing science, science that are mm -hmm. saying this is something to be concerned about. Yeah. So you could not go totally down up river, you know, Kurt's country on that, but you could say, hey, there are some smart people that have concerns. Should that not be discussed mm -hmm. in an open forum? And should we be pressuring and forcing and sort of creating this second-class citizenry that prevents people from even having these discussions, blacklisting them, banning them, ruining their careers, for even suggesting, I don't want people to be harmed because of this. And so... When people do that, like that's the smoke mm -hmm. that's fire that makes me go, well, yeah. well, why are you doing that? Why are it you... makes you even more suspicious. Yeah. It's like, maybe I only thought a little bit that there was a problem here, but now that you won't even let this discussion happen, now I really think there's a problem here. Yeah. 
And yeah. I guess that's what we're trying to say is we're not trying to come to any, you know, hard and fast conclusions, but we are saying like, these are things that concern the both of us. And so we've made our plays and, you know, we're, we're doing what we, we feel like doing. And I think that's the essence of America. That's what your freedoms are guaranteed to is, you know, to do your thing mm -hmm. and to not be forced to do anything. And I, I kind of thought, you know, both sides of the spectrum were actually fighting for that. in some reason we were told for so long by the hardcore left, my body, my choice until we got to the, the vaccine shot. Mm -hmm. And, and here's one of the little, I'm just going to rant a little, you, you, there's a lot of podcasts out right now that are playing the censorship game where they're afraid to say things because they're monetized. So they call the shot, the jab and, well, I'm not monetized, not, at least not right now. And when I do get monetized, I'm still not going to do it. Because if you've been here and you've been around me, you know that Nick Cole pretty much has a rule and it's don't take shit from anybody. So you're going to get the truth here as as I say it and, you know, as I see it. And so it's it's a vaccine shot and I'm not super cool and not super comfortable with it. And I, I think that there at least should be a discussion. But what I don't think there should be is a vilification of somebody with a different opinion mm -hmm. because that's the slippery slope to a lot of problems for everybody. And I was told my body, my choice by people for my entire life. And the moment I decided to exercise that right, mm -hmm. I was told, no, 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 not you. So that's, Hey, we've just had a cup of coffee. If you can't tell, we're a little <laughs> jabbery. Nicole had a cocktail. What kind of drink did you have this afternoon? Um, I had a pretty and pink martini and it was good. She just walked into a bar <laughs> on the side of the street while I was doing a, a podcast and she got herself a martini and we did a wonderful podcast with Jason and Walt Robillard and Chris Sizelove. And you'll be able to hear that in the um, book two of Forgotten Ruin and the audio it was recorded for that. At the end, we called it an after action report. What book are you reading right now that you really like? That's fascinating. Well, let me think. Wow. I mean, I'm reading a few. Let's see. One, let me go to my little. Just one. Just Yeah. Just well, um, the, the whole. Pick your craziest one. Okay. Well, I was going to. <laughs> Alien Encounters by Chuck Missler. Yeah. <laughs> That's some crazy right there. Uh, I guess like, you know what? Tomorrow's podcast, we'll talk about your feelings about aliens. Okay. Because we have some, some specific. You've got some hardcore points. feelings about aliens. Yeah. 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 Um, that are probably uh semi-mainstream but not the most mainstream so yeah. it'll be an interesting thing yeah. to talk about i think and people like to talk about aliens so if you kind of dug today's conversation um encourage us to do it more and we will maybe we can get it up and record it about three o'clock every day and just create a relationship and a dialogue and a place for you to hang out maybe we can find a way to take some questions and for you to come and talk to us but the main thing is we had a good conversation and uh, this is how like really actually all we're doing is you're just getting a window into Nicole and I's world. Sure. Um, pretty much this is what we do. We don't watch TV. Um, we read books. We talk a lot. We listen to podcasts. We listen to a lot of podcasts. Like mm -hmm. that's our thing at night. So maybe one of the things we'll do is we'll tell you all the podcasts we listen to. And then, you know, like because we don't do mainstream TV anymore because it's just so much I mean, you can tell the narratives there, the propaganda, mm -hmm. the storytelling is crap. No one's inter interested. It began in it. to be like we weren't even overtly looking for it. You know, we weren't quote unquote scanning for offense. Um, and it was like we couldn't help it, even when you're not trying to look for it. It was like every show, every episode, every movie, we'd be like, there's that agenda. Oh, yeah. there's that agenda. And we got sick of it. So maybe you're like us. Maybe you're not. We can also talk about that, why we don't watch TV. Boy, we're just a couple of little, cac <laughs> couple of little cactuses walking through life. 
No, but we're, <laughs> we really just want to be happy and nice. We <laughs> just want to be happy. We're simple people. We just want to be happy, <laughs> completely left alone, and have coffee and find things and do as little work as possible. I work pretty hard. Oh. You you worked. You worked. I've maybe we'll tell, talk about how you worked yourself sick pretty much oh, in yeah. your life. Yeah, there you go. So we can talk about those things. Thank yeah. you for joining us on this podcast. What do the podcasters say? Mash the like button. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Smash it. <laughs> Do good things for us and help us and encourage us. And and when you're not just encouraging us, encourage each other. Um, people really need that right now. Uh-huh. So thank you very much and have a great afternoon.